You're listening to Time in the Word. Few doctrines of Scripture are more precious and comforting than the doctrine of eternal security or God's preservation of the saints. Jude concludes his epistle with a formal doxology. It includes a prayer for all Christians. He wanted to assure us of God's ability to help us remain faithful despite the apostasy and false teaching that threatens us. As he closes his letter, he assures the believer that his foundation is firm and secure in Christ. In his exposition of Jude's doxology, Dr. Gonzalez explains that the doctrine of the preservation of the saints is necessary to a proper understanding of the gospel. For if salvation can be lost, then the life we were given and having Christ is not truly eternal or everlasting. If salvation can be lost, then salvation is ultimately dependent on us and not God. If we have no security, we can have no real confidence, comfort, peace, and hope. He reminds us that the Bible clearly teaches us that our salvation and eternal security are of the Lord. Just as He alone saves us, He alone ensures our preservation. Let us listen as Dr. Gonzalez concludes his study in Jude. We will end our study of the epistle of Jude today, we will look at the last two verses, verses 24 and 25. If you have your Bible with you, turn to Jude, and we'll look at verses 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Jude concludes his epistle with a formal doxology. It includes a prayer for all of us. He wanted to assure us of God's ability to help us remain faithful despite the apostasy and the false teaching that threatens us. As he closes his letter, he assures the believer that his foundation is firm and secure in Christ. One commentator uh, said regarding Jude's doxology, I quote, It lifts the thoughts from earthly conflicts with which the author has been compelled to busy himself up to the heavenly realms where God is enthroned amidst eternal might and honor. Few doctrines of scripture are more precious and more comforting to the believer than the doctrine of eternal security or God's preservation of the saint. In his sermon, Perseverance Without Presumption, Charles Spurden said, and I quote, If there is one doctrine I have preached more than another, it is the doctrine of the perseverance of the saints even to the end. What a wonderful assurance. He says in verse 24, Now unto him who is that is able to keep you from stumbling, our confidence as Christians rests in God's ability to keep us safe and faithful. Let me give you some examples from Scripture. He is able to save. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. He's also able to establish. Romans 16.25 Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel in the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world begun. 
he's also able to assist. Hebrews 2.18, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he's able to aid those who are tempted. He's also able to subdue. Philippians 3.21, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself, able to keep us in perfect peace. Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And here he is able to keep now unto him that is able to keep you from stumbling. God's people are a preserved people. And Jude started this epistle with the grand truth. He describes God's people as kept for Jesus Christ, verse 1. Praise God. What wonderful security the child of God has. Jesus said that the child of God will never perish, John ten twenty eight. By believing on Christ, the Christian receives a salvation that cannot be taken away or forfeited. Nothing can separate the believer from the love of Christ. He is the one who is able to keep us from stumbling and falling. I'm glad I don't have to keep myself from falling. If it were up to us to persevere in our salvation, we would all go to hell for sure. Because of the dangers traps, and stumbling blocks that we face as believers, Jude calls attention to the source of security. Notice he says in verse 25, the only God, our Savior. God himself is the believer's source of security. Psalm 37:24 says that though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. God saves us by grace, and he causes us to persevere by grace. The doctrine of the perseverance of the saints is necessary to a correct understanding of the gospel and the truth of the Bible's concept of eternal life or everlasting life. If salvation can be lost, then it is not eternal or everlasting. If salvation can be lost, then salvation is ultimately dependent on me and not on God. If I can lose my salvation, then what confidence, what comfort or peace and hope do I really have? None. I end suspended in uncertainty as to my own final destiny. The Bible is clear that salvation and eternal security are of the Lord. Just as he alone saves me, he alone ensures my perseverance or my preservation. The scriptures address the doctrine of our eternal security clearly and repeatedly. Let me give you some examples. In John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30, listen to what Jesus says. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. 
Listen to what Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen to what he wrote in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. In him you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. The Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Then look at what the author of Hebrews writes in Hebrews 7.25. Therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. In Hebrews 13.5 he states further, Keep your life free from the love of money. Be satisfied with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. And then John in 1 John 2.19, the beloved disciple writes, They went out from us, but they did not belong to us, for if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it might be made clear that none of them belongs to us. And in John 5.13, 1 John 5.13, he affirms, I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. James Shaddix notes, and I quote, Now to all of this Jude adds in a glorious doxology of worship, praise, and adoration, that our God is able to keep you from stumbling and that our God will present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Thus, the praise of God and the perseverance of the believer are joined in a tightly woven piece of spiritual cloth, never to be torn or separated. Close quote. And then Jude says that Christ will present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, verse 24. That word blameless is the same word that Peter uses to describe Jesus as the lamb without blemish or spot in 1 Peter 1.19. Blameless does not mean without sin. It means having no justifiable ground of accusation. When the blameless person person sins, he confesses and forsakes his sin. The believer standing before the judgment seat of Christ is in view in this verse. This verse is not an unconditional promise that God will inevitably keep all believers from stumbling either doctrinally or morally. Warren Wearsby explains, and I quote, Jude was not writing about the possibility of the believer sinning and falling from God's family. We have noted before that he made it clear in Jude 1 that, that true believers are preserved and cannot be lost. He was writing about the believer's daily walk with the Lord and the danger of going astray or stumbling. If we disobey God, we may confess our sins and receive his forgiveness. If we persist in disobedience, he will chasten us in love. He will never permit one of his own to be lost. 
the Father has covenanted with his Son that all of his people will one day see and share his glory. Jesus will have the special joy of presenting his bride, the church, before the Father's throne. It was the anticipation of this joy that helped him endure the sufferings of the cross. The purpose of salvation is not simply to rescue sinners from hell, as wonderful as that is. The grand purpose is that God may be glorified for all eternity. Close quote. One of these days, believers will hear the trumpet sound, and we all will be caught up together in the air, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. At that time, our old corrupt bodies will be changed to incorruptible glorified bodies. We will stand faultless in his presence. We will have a body just like his. 1 John 3, 2 says, Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. This verse clearly teaches that God will preserve and protect us. God the Father's desire for every believer will be realized at last. This verse speaks of the glorification of the Christian. Romans 8.29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. God in his sovereignty has predestined that those who are saved are to be like his Son. The day is coming when every child of God will be presented faultless in the presence of God's glory. Our eternal security is not grounded in me. It is grounded in the power, grace, and faithfulness of God. And then look again at verse 25 of Jude. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Eternal security has its source in the person and in the character of God. A biblical and personal understanding of God will give us assurance and will confirm our confidence in the God who saves and saves completely. He is our sovereign. He is the only God. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 1.17, He is the King, eternal, immortal, invisible to God who alone is wise. He is the only God, the only Lord, the only sovereign to whom and with whom we must reckon and give an account. All will stand before him. None will escape. He is our sovereign, but for those who know him, he's more still. He is our savior. Jude tells us this God is our savior. Our God is a saving triune God. The Father saves us, the Son secures us, and the Spirit seals us. God did not save me to lose me. 
He saved me to keep me. This is the kind of God that he is. Jude returned to his idea that the false teachers distorted the truth about God and Christ in verse 4, where he said, For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory is the effulgent radiance of God, majesty, his transcendence, dominion, his absolute power, and authority, his freedom of action. These characteristics of God belong to him eternally. In view of God's changeless character, we should remain faithful as well. Words could hardly express more clearly Jude's belief in the pre-existence and eternity of Christ. The unwavering Christian is a praising Christian. It is the duty of the Christian to praise God. Our praise adds nothing to God. It simply acknowledges him for who he is. The psalmist said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Psalm 150 verse 6. If you're breathing, you owe God your praise. You will recall that Jude had originally intended to write about about the salvation that all believers uh, share. You recall he said, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, he got his chance here. This one final verse captures the focus and goal of believers' salvation and faith. The faith which was once for all delivered to the saints is not a series of fabricated ideas or speculative thoughts. It is faith in a person, and not just any person, but the only God who also became our Savior through Jesus Christ. To this end alone, the believers should ascribe glory, God's powerful radiance, his greatness, his complete moral superiority and splendor, majesty, God's transcendent greatness, dominion, God's self-contained might, his control over the world, and authority. God's sovereign, God is sovereign over all physical and moral laws in the entire universe. These qualities reside in God alone. Jesus Christ is our Lord, meaning that he too has all glory, majesty, dominion, and authority as God himself. This was true before the ages began. It is true in the present day, and it will continue to be true forever. The prophet Isaiah wrote, Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all the things that I please. Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. Father, may we take these words to heart. Open our eyes so that we may see the false teaching and the false teachers around us. Help us, give us strength and courage to stand up and earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that we have in Christ Jesus. May we bring him glory by the way we live. In Jesus' name, amen.